Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, John McGee. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, hey, welcome back, friends. I am joined in the studio today by two of my friends, Joey Tisdale, who is the director of Newly Married Ministries. Did I get that right, Joey? Yep, yes, you nailed it. a mouthful. And Braun Brown, who is the director of uh, our Watermark Institute. Welcome, guys. Thank you, John. It's good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> it is... Uh, I'm laughing already. So uh, you can't see these gentlemen. One of them is very much in shape, and oh, one thank of them, you, John. one of them is very funny. <laughs> that you just heard from Joey, Ron Brown. That should be encouraging that, for you. On the I receive that affirmation. Thank yeah, it's so it's fun to be with you guys. Uh, always, we were just cutting up uh, before we hit record. That we probably should have just recorded that and uh, issued that instead. Hey, but, John, can uh, I ask something real quick before no, we get no, started? No. <laughs> Where is Tarno? Tar- this thing. <laughs> What what has happened to this podcast? <laughs> You're here to pull us out of the gutter. Yes. yes. So I mean, uh, I mean, he still does this with you, right? It's been like what two, three years. Yeah, <laughs> well, that reminds. That's the last time I think I got asked to be on the podcast. Yeah, there's a reason. So I'm a little, <laughs> little out of uh, touch. Bron, they've going been on. in my inbox consistently uh, asking I can't for you. Imagine I could flagged for follow up. The okay. heat you were yeah. getting on the interwebs to get me back on truly, the show. Truly, I <laughs> couldn't tell the people no anymore. Uh, I had to relent. And, uh, and here we are. So um, you guys did a talk at our church leaders conference, you know, about creating culture, making, you know, this place, uh, specifically Watermark, uh, a great place to work that people would want to work. And, uh, and I thought we could just kind of revisit some of those, uh, some of those thoughts um, today. And so, you know, the, the big idea is that as a leader, you're not just tasked with producing, with creating things, with pulling uh, things off or, you know, watching the bottom line. You're also tasked with creating a culture that A, is effective, but B, the people want to work uh, in, with, for. And, you know, so whether you're in a church, whether you're in a nonprofit, whether you are in uh, in business, culture has a lot to do with how much people want to use their gifts, their time, um, their one short life uh, with you or or not. And um, and so, you know, it's a good good diagnostic question right now. Do, do you want to uh, work at the place you work to the people around you. Do they want to work uh, at the place they work? Do they want to, uh, or would they invite their friends? Would they invite their friends to work there where they go, you don't, you don't want to be here. Or would they literally pick up the phone and call 20 people they know, uh, to work here? So much of that has to do with culture. And, uh, you guys talked about some things that you were looking to address, you know, uh, in our organization and you chose to do so with kind of cultural moves. And so anytime, anytime you're trying to address something, you could create a policy, you could create a rule, uh, you will always win uh, long-term if you can create a positive culture around whatever it is you're trying to address. So, uh, Bron, I don't know if that's a fair setup. This is also part of your job now. Actually, it's written into your job description to think about culture. So uh, before we jump in, why don't, you, why don't you frame it for us? Tell us what was in your head as you uh, thought about this talk, as you thought about some of the things we've done around here, uh, and even how we should think about kind of creating culture in a place that people love uh, to, to work, to invest, um, spend their life uh, in. Yeah, so... When I got put in charge of the culture side of our staff, what I started thinking about was a simple question of, hey, how do we create a place where people would say, I can't believe I get to work here? Mm -hmm. And that was really the heartbeat of it, of how do we do the little things that would make people go, man, that's an added blessing. Ministry's already a blessing. It's amazing to do the Lord's work. But what if uh, they also said, but I can't believe it's just fun being at work or there's other pieces of, I have friendships there. There's, there's a culture of where we're bearing each other's burdens, all that kind of thing was part of what I was thinking about. And so we started thinking about for this talk specifically, 
hey, what are the things that people are facing in ministry that we could be helpful with when they're ministry, things like, hey, ministry is discouraging, ministry can be heavy, ministry can be hard. And so we, we all recognize those things. And so we were thinking, how do we do something that would counteract that and yeah. be a blessing to them? I love it. So in a for-profit world, you could do all kinds of things. Um, you know, you could create, I mean, you see this in Silicon Valley, right? You've got these you know, private chefs that, you know, at lunchtime you'd roll <laughs> down there and you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sure you tried to slide that in the budget and got uh, got nixed on that. I sl- I've slid that in front <laughs> of the elders and they're like, probably not this time. <laughs> not this year anyway. <laughs> you know, so there's some things that you just can't do. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And there's you still have so much uh, ability to bring about change and create a, a place that people would just, I love what you said, they're just thrilled. I'm so glad I get to work here. I don't have to. I get to. Right. And I, I love that that's part of actually your job. You know, there's lots of things we could ask you to do. You're really gifted, Braun. Uh, you too, to a lesser extent, Joey. You know, um, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> my my uh, age is showing. My youth is coming out. <laughs> and I love that Blake wrote into your job description. Hey, you know what? You, I want you to pay attention to this culture thing. So let let's um, let's take a, a few of these here, and and Braun and Joey uh, talk about how you guys think about those. But but again, we'll give you some specifics. Sometimes the specifics at our our place or anyone else's place can be really helpful. And you can just take these as a one-to-one and put them uh, into place in your organization. Sometimes they'll just kind of put your brain on the mental treadmill and you can think, Hallie, I could do something like that. It wouldn't work. That wouldn't work, but it makes me think of whatever. And then you can, um, you know, just think about your place. So think about uh, right now is, is, is Brian and Joey talk. What's some of the things that are difficult at your place? What are some of the things that some of the people that you lead with or you serve with or you volunteer with uh, that they're up against that you could, um, you really could address? So, uh, so Brian, you, you came up with a list um, of three here. And so let me, let me remind you of, of one of them. And I love your thoughts on it. So you just said that uh, ministry can be discouraging and you wanted to, we wanted to uh, create a culture it was encouraging. So what do you mean by that? What did you see? What, what did you mean by discouraging? And then what do you, what have you been doing? What have you been helping leading us uh, to do to make this an encouraging place? Yeah. So I, I just thought about the day-to-day stuff of ministry. You're getting an email where someone's complaining about something that didn't go right. <laughs> Rarely are we getting communication, especially I was in the student ministry world for a long time, and I never had an eighth grade kid come up to me. You know, that message really blessed me, Bron. And <laughs> boy, the God has really blessed you with the gift of speaking. You know, they didn't come yeah. up and thank me. Yeah. And that's true. Most of the time, a lot of the communication we get as a staff can be, these are the things that we're not liking. And so how do we create a culture of where we're encouraging each other, reminding each other, hey, this is what we're seeing how, and the way that God is using you. So the other day at our staff prayer, that's what we did for a lot of our staff prayer. We just let guys stand up and encourage other people specifically. And it's a, it's a high value for us. So we've had to get creative how we think about that. And it's what we came up with, I think, People could come up with even something even better, but I. But what we did was we decided to have socks as one of our as <laughs> one of things. Stay with and, us. Don't, and, don't don't turn this off. Yeah, yeah. everybody went. I'm going to shut this one down. So we we uh, decided to buy socks, and we have a thing, simple little thing we're uh, we're doing called knock my socks off, and it was just a, an easy way for us to give something something tangible, someone something tangible to remind them that we saw something in them that was encouraging and we were encouraged by them. And so what they were doing was knocking our socks off. It was exceptional in the way they were doing their job and the way they were loving people, the way they were pastoring. So every little bit, we try to give some socks away. And we've done that every little bit 
um, you know, a staff prayer. We might do it at our staff lunch. We might, anytime we see something come up, some of our leadership team will say, hey, I'd love to give some socks away, which is a weird thing to say. But <laughs> but it, it has been kind of a fun thing. And then- Do you want to talk about just how high dollar these socks are? Oh, the these are nature. nice yeah. socks, man. <laughs> I, when I slipped a pair of those on, I thought I'll never go back to anything else. When your no, toes went through, they're the not end that up. nice. Yeah. No one's going to wear. <laughs> no one's going to wear these socks. But it's it's more symbolism, guys. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> symbolism. It's, so so no, yeah, no one, no one. We're going to say something. Well, oh, they're they're. I see most of them. The people pin them up on the yeah. wall in their offices. Yes. They're yeah. never on their feet. Yes. It's always like hung up somewhere yeah. that we yeah. can see. You don't put yeah. your stinky feet in these. Yeah. You know, so, but well, this, they wouldn't are... fit, and they would rip. Yeah. So, uh, but it really, it's really fun. It's such a guy. Such it, this is such an example of uh, something small uh, can have such an inordinate impact and create this culture that you're talking about. So, just to set the scene, you know, we're in. Uh, one of our staff, you know, meetings or prayer or something like that. And, uh, and basically, you know, someone, generally someone who's been around a while, it's someone on senior leadership will say, Hey, I, uh, I want to give a pair of socks to somebody. And then you have some, I don't know, some secret stash of, of socks. I always have to ask you, uh, for them. And yeah, then they're they, in a vault. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the only one that knows the code. And, uh, so we ask you, and then we, we pull this, we just ask this person generally to stand up and we just say, Hey, you, you know, this was the thing you did. And it was, you know, this is what was the, the expectation, but boy, you went so far above and beyond. And then we say, whoever's name it is that we're, you know, honoring, we say, and you knocked our socks off and the people just go crazy. crazy As, yeah. I mean, they just go nuts. And, and it really is, it's a badge of honor. It's not a, uh, we don't have it built into our calendar. It's as needed. And then, yeah, no one wears them. They put them up. It's a real badge of honor in their, yep. uh, in their, you know, in their cube or in their office. And, uh, and the other thing I love about it, Bron, is that I don't ever remember, um, giving a pair of socks to someone, you know, who would be in a more senior leadership, uh, position. And yeah. so mm-hmm. oftentimes what happens, especially in a church is all of the great stuff, all the encouragement that kind of aggregates up to the senior pastor and he, uh, we just sit around in a circle and give these attaboys and you forget about all the people that made uh, each day, each event, each thing happen. And I, that's that's the other thing I love. It's, yeah. the, it's the people who would never really be uh, celebrated and you do that and it's, uh, it's it's really, really fun. So anyway, okay, that is a great uh, example. What else, um, what else are we doing around here? Yeah, the other thing that I thought about was we do a five-year brand and it's just that when someone's been on staff for five years, uh, we give them a... Uh, a wooden board that a brand is put on that they can put on their wall. And on that wood, people will sign, uh, they'll put some quality about that person. So they'll say they're encouraging or they're a um, great singer or what, whatever it is. That could be attributes of that person. And then we at our staff retreat will have the director of that person stand up and share about what everybody wrote about this person. So who doesn't like to have people shower them with, even yeah. if they're one word encouragements or quick things, it's things that our staff will remember. And it's a, and it's a specific time to say, man, we're thankful for you. These are the things we see in you. So they're just, there's, if you see, there's a rhythm of it, even at five years. Um, and then I hope that's also bleeding down into our individual teams, that that's just part of our culture, but little things like that, that uh, encourage people to Think about how they can encourage each other. It's a, that's a really that, that's a really big deal. Socks are uh, kind of a big deal, and brands are a massive deal. Yeah, you know, it's a, and yeah. um, uh, 
uh, we take our time with that. We read each one of those words and, and talk about them, pray for them, thank God for them, and, um, and just and really, really cheer for them. And do you want to talk about, I, I know you're still bitter about my brand. <laughs> it's still, you wake up every morning, it's the first thing you think of. I know is, it is. Is this the one where you got told you're the funniest guy yes. on staff? That, like... <laughs> that one stung. And I, I didn't know if those people were of sound mind. Let's just say that. Oh, I was I, like, you're supposed to be encouraging. You're supposed oh, to. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He is the funniest guy on staff. We all think oh. so. Mm-hmm. That's my, the best the best day. <laughs> I've been to this place forever. And I looked at Braun and I was like, there you, there go. you go, buddy. Uh, <laughs> something to aim for. There you go. Um, and, yeah. And so I think on our best days anyway, uh, that trickles down to all of our teams, you know, hey, where, we'll start a team meeting. Where did you see uh, someone excel? Where were you encouraged? Where did you see God use this person? Um, you know, something like that, you know, and it just, it cost nothing. Mm -hmm. It cost nothing to be encouraging. And, uh, and that is, that's where you'd want to work. And if you're a leader, if you have any type of influence whatsoever, you can do that. And, uh, and it's the kind of thing that people, uh, what makes people want, uh, want to, to work, to invest and bring their best uh, in. John three, three P's with that could be real simple to think about. Practice encouragement, be purposeful with encouragement and have plenty of it. I and it. I would just say, I, we already see that if we're not thinking about it, we will get in the habit of not being encouraging. Yeah. We will not have a rhythm with it. And so we've had to be real intentional with that. I love it. Okay. Let's jump to another uh, kind of issue that you were trying to address, um, guys. Brian, you said that ministry can be heavy and we want to create a culture that both bears burdens, um, but also has uh, levity. Yeah. So t- talk about kind of the problem and then how you think about the solution uh, culturally. Yeah, I'm going to let uh, Joey talk about the fun side, the levity side, but I want to talk about the heavy side. Uh, and what I mean by that is just not only ministry can be heavy, but life can be heavy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a staff that's pretty good size. And whatever size your staff is, if you go around that room and you had an opportunity for people to share, hey, what's been heavy on your heart? Is there anything we can be praying for you about? You're going to find out that people, there's a lot going on in people's lives, and ministry and life cross over a lot. And so we're trying to make room for that. And I always think of this last year, one of our staff, her name's Amy Bradley, and she, her daughter was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. came to our staff and I mean, it was of course just a shock and a like a train wreck of a situation for them really, really hard. And what happened was, is our staff became family for her. Not only did our community group rally around her, but our staff was an extension of her family right. and her community. And so examples of that are, hey, there's a cooler of meals for the week on her, her porch that night. They find out that day, their meals are taken care of. The staff team that she's on changed their whole day and went and just spent time as a team praying and called her and said, this is what we're doing. We're praying for you. We care about you. And it was such a, a crazy time in her life. And I love that all of a sudden we got a chance as a staff and a family to say, hey, when those kind of things happen, we are running to the fire and we're going to be there in addition to your community group and the church as a whole, staff specifically was really a blessing to her and her family. So that's that's an example of where I think about, um, man, look for opportunities, ask the question, mm-hmm. hey, what's going on yep. at home right now yep. that could be hard? Does anybody need prayer? We did a, 
a uh, staff prayer where we just went into the chapel. We worshiped. And at the end, Blake just said, is there anybody right now that just needs to stand up and say, I need prayer. There's something really heavy or hard going on in my life right now. And several from our staff did. And we rallied around them. A simple act like that. But it was very meaningful and very thing that bonded our staff. Yeah, that's right. So those are things that we would always do, uh, you know, in the church context for the congregation, for mm-hmm. other people. Um, but sometimes at churches, we don't do that for each other. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, so we're not in a small group together. We're not, quote unquote, technically family. Um, but it should be an incredible means of grace to be on this broader staff, be on an individual team. And, and again, I would say, you know, there, of course we do have some misses, but, uh, on our best days, um, we love people like Amy, you know? And so does, and when Amy thinks about this place, it's not just her job. It's not her functions. It's not her roles and responsibilities. She thinks about this as a, an incredible place, uh, a means of grace where she's loved and cared for and valued. And, um, you know, who knows what God has for her in the long run, but she's not thinking about how can I get off this boat, yeah. right? This is, um, this is a place that she loves. And so that's, that's on the big ones. And then also just the small ones of, you know, medical things that are going on, parents, kids, um, um, you know, just what, whatever is bringing about anxiety and you can't, it doesn't take long, but you can be aware and you can encourage, uh, you can encourage other and you can, uh, bear one another's burdens. And, uh, and again, we would do that for other, for the parishioners. Yeah. Uh, so oftentimes we just don't do that uh, for ourselves and I, we don't sit around, um, you know, it's not like we just shut the offices and sit around in a circle and talk about our feelings all day. No, we don't. I mean, uh, we, I feel like we work hard, but there is that, that piece, um, that, that I, that I, it's one of the reasons I love working here. Yeah. It's the way that we, uh, uh, we do bear each other's burdens. So, um, Joe, you want to talk about just kind of levity and what we do again. So it's hard. We work hard. We see a lot of hard, hard things. Uh, we laugh. It doesn't mean that those things aren't hard. We make mm-hmm. light of them. Um, but sometimes it's just, it is good. Uh, just to oh, laugh yeah. and have fun. So talk about that. Yeah, I think it. it uh, we probably honestly don't prioritize it enough uh, of going, hey, let's make some space for fun, make some space to laugh, because it is in ministry, you're going to see a ton of heavy. Uh, and if you're not careful, you'll get caught up in the heavy and look up and go, man, we haven't had fun in six months. And so uh, I've loved our leadership and uh, them giving us a little bit of a leash to go, hey, go create fun and go uh, make room for fun. And so one of the things that I probably go back to a lot with my specific team is Ecclesiastes 3 and just going, man, I've seen no better thing than a man to enjoy his work for that's his lot. And I go, hey, enjoy is in there for a reason. And so let's go do it. And so one of the things we do every year is we we do at least one staff play day, which is uh, something I think we probably look forward to a lot more than the staff because it's like we're getting to ideate around it uh, and yep, uh, yep. probably have more laughs and become really less productive than we should be. But it's like, hey, let's create some fun for them. And something we did this year is we went to a baseball game, but before we left, uh, having that bigger space in our, our lobby, took advantage of it and said, you know, why don't we have a, a wiffle ball home run derby? Uh, and so wheels off. Uh, literally wheels off. I mean, Braun and I getting to go out there and we, we'll call it testing the right. space. And right. so Braun and I are hitting wiffle balls at innocent uh, patrons. Uh, trying oh, yeah. To, so that, that didn't make sense. To get that, some people, work. that we have a we have a really large It's a beautiful lobby, um, yep. you know, uh, lots of sunlight, uh, which uh, also houses a coffee shop yep. that's open to the public. So at any given time, you're just going to see, I don't know, 100 people in there <laughs> yeah. having coffee, having meetings, some yeah. some having very, very serious, serious pastoral conversations. You know, yes. And then you two jokers show up. <laughs> 
<laughs> with a bunch of plastic and just start going to town. Yeah. yeah. And Joey totally. Joey was hitting dingers. Okay. <laughs> I don't really Top hit shelf. the ball. He was hitting stuff in the upper decks where guys are like getting ready to sell like 200 shares of some stock and it's whizzing by their head. It's like, you know, the guys are like, what just happened? Uh-huh. And I think They're we became calls. less yep. of their favorite coffee shop oh, in yeah. Dallas. At oh, that we, had, we, had, we actually do. We actually have some great Google reviews. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, or yeah. we did. We until, did, John. Those were the days. Okay. So we now did. Yeah. We did, a big, we did a big home run derby. It was yeah. so fun. Loser had to do what? Yeah. So any. Uh, well, one they didn't have. To, they didn't have to participate. Yeah, they got the by choice. Yeah. Uh, but the loser of our home run derby, uh, the losing male and the losing female, had to dress up like Walker Texas Ranger, and they had to wear that outfit for the remainder of the day to uh, the Rangers. To the Rangers game. Right. Rangers game. Uh, yeah. Which is awesome. But uh, I think that's another point. You go back to us hitting balls at the people that are actually sitting in there. No, in our, we, our, were our, 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 we weren't hitting them. Well, we weren't hitting them at happened. them, but they were hitting. They were going towards them. Some it was, did. It was but for them, not yeah. at them. It was, for, it was the show Interesting, for we've them. only done that once. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. But you think about it. I, I think what was sweet was our staff. Uh, I, I felt like they were intentional to go, hey, thanks for making space that for sweet. that. Like you created space. But even those people, uh, I had multiple people that asked me later, they were like, do y'all do this often? <laughs> like, is this no. a regular? And it's like, no, not at all. And they made it a point to go, it looks like you guys have a lot of fun yes. working yep. here. That's and right. so that's the whole goal. That is right. So we don't do it often, but when yep. we do, the staff is all in. Yeah. And well, we do, we, we do make lots of things fun, but we don't we don't hit, you know, With hard balls. plastic balls yeah. at our coffee <laughs> patrons often, but, um, but the staff does yeah. tend to show up and they have fun. And there's the same people that, you know, 12 hours before would have been sitting with someone who was in a, uh, a really, really hard situation yeah. and ministering to them or, uh, using their gifts to teach scripture, the same people and, um, yeah. the same, the same work that has deep, um, meaning, um, and uh, and weight to it, and yep. then they laugh, and um, mm-hmm. so uh, that's good. What, what else, Joey? When you think about just kind of creating a culture of fun and levity yeah. uh, on staff, I think some of it's fun. Uh, there's some of it that plays into like even some of the recognition from earlier. We do a thing called the Waskers, and God, that is just like so acknowledging people for something that's actually very unique. Like I, I remember Daniel Merchant getting one that was specific only to his role. And then other people getting things just for being noticed uh, on campus doing various things. And so, like, pointing out the really funny, but also that that carried a lot of weight in the truth that we're sitting around and, you know, there's 250 of us giving out awards to various individuals that it's a recognition thing. But it's like, wow, you guys actually put a lot of energy and time and effort into just going, let's create our own award ceremony once a year for the staff. It's like ninety percent of it is a roast. One hundred percent. So, like, yeah. I remember one Joey where oh, we gave I an award. This is we, we gave go. an award for people who parked in the wrong place, like consistently. <laughs> someone took someone took pictures of one staff person's uh, car that was consistently over like a year parked in the wrong place, and so um, so it was the delivery was genius, and so they said, hey, the year the nominees for whatever the award was, you this know, is my I, church. I don't, I don't know, yeah, I don't yep. know where to park award. <laughs> uh, the the the, the nominee the nominees are, and there was a picture behind each one. The nominees are Joey Tisdale. And then there's another picture, and Joey Tisdale, and Joey Tisdale, and Joey Tisdale, <laughs> and the winner is Joey Tisdale. You know, and a unanimous and, vote. Oh god, I mean, my sides hurt. Yes, uh, the team that does that does such a great job. They do it every two years, so you have to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it is so funny. It's yep. so funny. Uh, uh, we're up. Are we up this year for it? We are. Yes, yeah, we are. We are. It's going to be a good year. Okay. Yep. Uh, anything else uh, around levity? 
I mean, the thing that uh, I thought about as well is Vincent's bingo bonanza, like just leveraging the gifts of people on staff that we had a giant bingo tournament. What, I guess two or three years it's going to be hard to translate, but yeah, yeah, yeah do, but, do your uh, best. Yeah, we, we got a guy on staff who's a great bingo caller, and so we just created. And those are hard to find. Yeah, those are. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to Kind of like every, an auctioneer. They're, right <laughs> now they're going, there's no way we have a great yeah. bingo caller on Clearing our house of great bingo callers. Yes, okay, yep. Yeah, but I mean, what we did is we created you know six or seven rounds of bingo, and in between them we gave out uh, different fun prizes, but just creating an opportunity for our whole staff to be playing one game together, oh, facilitated by the staff for the staff, and the staff's getting to have fun with one another. And people, they remember those things. They still bring up bingo all yeah. the time. Going, we had so much fun playing yeah. that game together. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, that one is going to be hard to translate and believe it. It was fun, but uh, <laughs> I remember going bingo, really, and uh, we but you laughed. don't regret it. We laughed so hard because yeah. of the work that went into that and that those are just a couple examples i think yeah. you know and there also is a posture you know braun uh is, he really is very funny yeah. and um and would just bring levity to situations that you know staff meetings thing most of the time when it's appropriate i'm yeah. I'd, I'd use that qualifier most yeah, of the time 90 percent, 90 percent, and uh and it's, it's just fun you know yeah. and it just it's fun to laugh people love to laugh people love uh they love to talk about the place that they in invest in is like it's it's a place that's just it's just fun right yeah. it's fun we do of course of course we do things that matter um i work with the gifted people but we do have a lot uh, of fun so uh yeah. really good stuff guys you know i think it's a pretty good model address some things that uh, might be potential difficulties in the organization and think about how to address them uh culturally oh actually okay that was only two we still have one more uh here bron you talked about ministry can be exhausting and uh, you wanted to create a culture of healthy rhythms. Tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, I, th- I think with ministry being exhausting, uh, we all understand that and realize there's a lot on our plates and uh, can have the tendency to look up and be like, man, we have been going really fast, really hard for a long time. And so us just wanting to create a shift and go, man, we want to create rhythms of rest. Uh, and you have to be, you have to be very, uh, I think, self-aware and cognizant of it to, to carve that out. I think... That's where I've loved spending time with Braun to hear him thinking through even him talking about sabbatical and other things to go, and this is this takes a major amount of intentionality. Yep. And so as we thought about it, uh, there's two things that come to mind. One, our staff retreat. I think a lot of people here retreat and they're like, that sounds exhausting because usually they're the ones planning it. They're the ones hosting it. They're the ones putting together all the details. And so how we thought about those staff retreats in the past couple of years is just going, how do we move away from this being really productive to being really restful? How do we make this something that is, they get back from the retreat and they don't need a rest from the rest. They yeah. they get back and go, I'm excited about the team I'm on and what we got to be a part of. And so one of the things we've done with this, the first night we get to staff retreat, is we, we spend just, what, about three hours together mm-hmm. uh, after dinner doing worship. We have people sharing testimonies. We spend time praying together, doing more worship. And so... That's kind of the precedent of staff retreat is that we're going to start with worship and rest, and we're going to do that for the rest of the time uh, that we're there. And then the second thing, uh, I loved what our leadership did a couple of summers ago. They created this thing called Floating Four. And so for uh, one of the months during uh, summer, 
we had four hours uh, once a week to use at our own disposal. They kind of gave us some filters of uh, time with the Lord, time with friends, investing in hobby, and then thinking through ministry objectives. Yep. But we got to spend uh, four hours outside of our, outside of our normal like staff meeting time, but just to use that time how we saw fit. And so I remember uh, Braun and a couple of us went and played golf, and it was under the pretense that we're spending time investing in these relationships. I love the use you use know? the word pretense. <laughs> that might not be the word you're looking for, but we're gonna let it we're gonna well, let it stand. Well, yes. But it was yeah. it was it was it. In my mind, it was the pretense if you're going to invest in relationships, you're not just going to invest in uh, a hobby, you're going to invest into these people in leadership. John, I think the word he meant was it centered the mirage <laughs> that we were actually working. Okay, okay. Anyway, you I guys played golf <laughs> during the day. We That's played golf happened. and and, <laughs> awesome. and y'all were okay with it and it <laughs> yes. was awesome. Yes. But it, it, it really was, it was an intentional time for us to get away, to spend time investing in one another. Um, and what's fun is, we're continuing to invest in the mission that we're on. That we're getting to to spend some longer relational time with one another, which in my opinion, yes, it's restful, but it also is uh, it's creating equity in these relationships yeah. that uh, the people that we're in the trenches with already yep. are still having fun, we're being refreshed by one another and continuing to build trust with one another within those floating forms. Really good, yeah, really good. Yeah, it's been it's just been something we've been paying more attention to. Uh, we, like you mentioned, uh, sabbatical. We've got a new sabbatical policy. Uh, now we did a podcast on that. Uh, and there's just been a little bit more of like, that's probably a, you know, a, uh, a dial we need to pay attention to. Yes. And we can't just keep asking people to, to run harder and faster and give more. Uh, we need to think about sustainable rhythms. John, that, one other yeah. thing we did this year was we took a day of, of just fasting and solitude yeah, really yeah. and we gave the staff the whole day to do that. And then we came together that late afternoon for a dinner together. Yeah, so that was another example of spiritual rest as well as, well as physical rest that we're paying attention to. You only yeah. did it once, but it was, it was great. Yeah. It was great. So there's a hundred different ways you can address that, but do something, right? Do something. Yes. So uh, Bron, as we wrap up, any other thoughts, um, anything else uh, you want our listeners to, to know? Yeah, I just, I was thinking about if you're on staff somewhere and you're not in charge, and you're going, how do I shift the culture to include some of these things we've been talking about? Uh, one of the great things you could do is just ask whoever's over you to say, hey, would you mind if I took a run at putting something together that I think would be really fun for our staff, really encouraging? Uh, if you just, would you mind if I did that? Because most of the time your direct report's going to say, sure, I'd love for you to think about it. I haven't had a chance to think about something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to lead up in an honoring way. And if they say, sure, take a run, and then you do the work that it takes to create something really great or just put some good thoughts around something, it will be a blessing to your staff. And I think they'll be excited about it. Now, that may not be always true, yeah. but I think that's a good way to think about it. If you're going, hey, no one's doing this in our, and our leadership's not thinking about this culture, maybe you could lead up by giving them some good ideas. That's good, yeah. So you always yeah. want to present, you know, solutions, not just problems. The yes. last thing you want to go do is say, boy, those guys sound like they have a great time and they're all these sustainable rhythms and they care about each other. You know, my place, why, why don't we do that here? Right. Yeah. And you want to, you want to talk about solutions, think measured steps. We just gave you our highlight reel. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think that's a really good, really good approach. So yeah. I was going to say uh, to add to that, uh, I think when we're talking through solutions, a tendency is to drift towards, is that in the budget? And I think something I've loved learning from you, Braun, is Good. these things don't have to be expensive. Like that wiffle ball tournament was 
free. Like we, we didn't have to do anything to put that on. Creating space for staff to get away for extended time together is free. Like, so these things that we're trying to instill, like, like to drive culture doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It actually can be from $0 just to a few. And so thinking through it is just more intentionality, not budget driven. And so I I love uh, that we're even encouraged to go think through that and um, not necessarily from a monetary standpoint, but intentionality and going to have fun doesn't have to be expensive. So guys, that's really good, really helpful things. Uh, friends, I hope you think about your church, your business. Uh, what what are people up against? What are some of the challenges they're, uh, they're facing? And what can you do uh, culturally to address those? And you can do something. You might not be able to fix it completely, but you can, you can do a few things. And you can even say out loud, hey, I want to create a culture that's more encouraging. I feel like a lot of times we're, we're, we put everybody under the microscope. We've got a really high-performing or organization, which is great. I want to keep that. But I just want to make sure that we are encouraging. So say that out loud. Uh, you model it. And then if you can, you take a few actions uh, that are a little bit bigger and just kind of hit repeat and do them over and over and over again. And then you'll create a place that uh, you love to work, um, your friends uh, want to work. And then when it comes time to add someone to the team, they're all going to uh, want their friends uh, to join you. And so we do that not just so that you know we can be self-actualized at work, but because what we do matters so much and uh, you get this right and you will see you will see the results that you're um, uh, you're going after the things that that matter so much you will see those needles uh, start to move so guys thanks so much uh, for joining us friends thanks always uh, for your time Uh, if you have any questions or comments you can always reach us at clp at watermark.org that's clp at watermark.org we'll talk to you again next time